every single person has a story. You right now, you're, you're watching this or listening to this. You have a story. You, you have things that you've been through, maybe good or bad, uh, that has made you who you are. Um, maybe right now you're looking and you're saying, look, there's stuff going on in my life right now um, that, that is huge. Um, you know, I, I know this, this is defining, you know, this is the, like my story is still being written. Like there's stuff going on in my life right now that is defining me and making me who I am. But no matter, you know, if it's things that you've been through or things you're going through or maybe it's dreams that you have, every single person has a story and every single story matters. And I was thinking about this whole idea of, of story that we each have a story and every story matters. Your story matters. And so often we, we fail to listen to other people's stories. And so we maybe judge somebody or we look at somebody just based on maybe what we see from them without looking at the whole um, idea of, of, of their story, what they've been through. Stories are way more complex than just like a, a little sound bite. So I was thinking about that and thinking about um, so often, especially as a follower of Jesus, a follower of Christ, so often um, I, I get different people that, that talk to me about that. Some people uh, just look at me and think I'm the stupidest, like just craziest guy in the world. Other people might look at me and, and put me on a pedestal that, you know, oh, there's Jonah, you know, like, oh, you know, there's like, oh, you know, like that's, that's who I want to be. And the whole purpose of this series is to be able to share with you a little bit of my story, a little bit of why I see the world the way I see it and, um, and what the Lord has done in my life uh, from, uh, from, from the past leading up to where I'm at now. And, and also to share with you that I am not, um, I am not any different than you. Now we've we've more than likely been through very very different things, but on the on, on when we get down to the to to the root of it, that each and every one of us we are broken. We are broken people, just literally trying to figure this out. And so that's what this whole series has been about patchwork. Um, whether you're jumping in for the first time or you've been following this. And so when I was thinking about uh, today's episode, today's part, uh, which would be part four. Um, in patchwork, I've already shared with you, you know, childhood, uh, my mom and my dad growing up, the things that that I've been, went through. Um, I shared with you my story of how I, I I've started to follow Christ. I also shared with you last uh, last episode um, how I started to feel that the Lord was growing me and leading me and calling me um, in a way to 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 follow Him and to devote my life to ministry. Um, and in that whole process and everything, so I, I wanted to start this episode off right after that. Um, you know, what happens then? You know, I, I felt the Lord, like he's growing me and everything, but now there's a choice to be made. Am I truly going to trust the Lord when I feel like he's calling me into ministry? Um, and, you know, what does that look like? Am I capable of that? You know, Lord, I barely know you, all these questions. I was real with you with all of my thoughts and, and, and fears and worries and doubts last episode. But today I want to start off with this memory. And it goes back to January 1st of 2012. January 1st, 2012. So everything I shared before came from 2011. But at this moment in 2012, um, I, I basically was talking with my pastor all the way through 2000, uh, 2011 and just sharing with him, hey, this is what I feel like the Lord's calling me into. And I'm super terrified. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't want to mess it up. And, and you know, I, I got some advice is basically, you know, continue to seek after the Lord, but, you know, don't, you know, just, just say, all right, Lord, you're going to have to make it clear if this is what you want me to do. And long story short, he did that all 2011 from the moment of June all the way to the very end of 2011. He, he confirmed within me that, that this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to the, to the broken, to the lost. I want you to devote your life into this, even if it costs giving your life. 
And so January 1st, 2012 was the moment that I was going to go public with that decision that I, that I was going to go in front of my church and, and share with them, um, hey, like this is what I feel the Lord's calling me. He's calling me into ministry. I don't know what that looks like, but will you pray and partner with me um, and, and be a part of what the Lord's doing within me um, and, and, and help lead me and guide me in that way? And so I remember it was after the uh, the sermon for the day, and I, I went down to the front. Um, uh, they had like an altar. This is down south, so down south they have altars. Um, and it was this opportunity to respond to the message. So I go down, and I basically, um, the, the pastor takes me by the shoulders, and he's praying with me. And he, um, he says, hey, guys, I just want to let you all know that Jonah here, he's made a decision um, to, to, he feels like the Lord's calling him into the ministry. And uh, he's finally said, okay, Lord. And so, um, you know, I, I want to get some people to come down here and lay hands on him and pray for him and to bless him and to ask the Lord to be with him and give him wisdom um, with what he's calling uh, Jonah to do and step out in obedience and everything. So they prayed for me. It's a powerful time. Um, I believe I still have it on a, on a video, which is really awesome. But it's just a moment I'll never forget. It's a part of my story I'll never forget. But I remember there's something that happened right after that. After that moment, everybody prayed for me. You know, it's like that mountaintop experience of like, you know, whoa, Lord, like this is relief. I'm finally like obeying where I feel like you've been trying to get me to go, but I'm terrified. But I finally like took that step into the unknown and said, all right, Lord, like use me. I'm yours. And so there's a lot of people that wanted to kind of celebrate that decision. So I remember after the service and people were going to their car or congregating within the, within the, uh, the, the local church that I was at, um, and they were walking, uh, you know, so a lot of them were walking towards me and they wanted to congratulate me, you know, shake my hand, maybe give me a word of advice um, or uh, just to uh, commit to pray for me or whatever. Um, but there was this one man um, that in particular that I'll never forget. I remember he came up to me and um, to this day, I don't remember his name. But I remember he came up to me, he was an older man, um, and I remember he came up to me, shook my hand, and he's smiling, and I'm smiling back with him, and, and he was just like, hey, yeah, you know, uh, cool, you know, it's cool, you know, the decision that you made. And I was like, oh, well, thank you, you know, like, it's, like, it's all the Lord, like, you know, um, I'm, I just want to be obedient. And uh, I remember him just shaking my hand and seeing his smile, and then it just started to fade a little bit. But he's still gripping my hand, he's still holding my hand, still shaking it, still looking in my eyes. I could just see this defeat that, that came over his face. And I remember just looking at him and thinking and, and kind of praying in the back of my head, like, God, you know, what's what's going on within this guy? And he just looks at me and he just says this one statement. And I to this day, from that day on, I never saw him again. He just said, hey, enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts. And that's something that has stuck with me. That is something that changed my life. That day, that comment, it was awesome. People laying hands on me. There, there was awesome. All, all of that. That is something I'll never forget. That is a, that is an anchor moment in my life. But that comment was something that catapulted me um, in a direction that um, this ministry right here, Color and Chaos, um, all of this, uh, a lot of this can be linked back to that moment. And the reason why that had such an impact on me, him saying, you know, enjoy it while it lasts because it produced a terror within me. It produced this anxiety um, within me. And, and what that comment did was say, hey, you know, all this, yeah, this is something that's not gonna last. 
you know, you know, all right, Lord, I'll follow you. I'll be, you know, like, a, you know, I feel you. I know you're here. But my life is yours. All this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's just something the kids do is, you know, it's not going to last. But but enjoy it while it lasts, you know, ride that ride out and, you know, have fun while it lasts. And, you know, then you'll move on to the next thing that gets your attention or your heart. And I remember getting out of that, that, um, that, that, uh, that, you know, meet and greet opportunity and going back home. I was driving home and I was just terrified. And I went from this mountaintop experience to like this valley, like in a, in a snap after one comment. But, but it, but it was so cool to look back at that moment that even though it was kind of like a valley moment in the sense that like all of a sudden everything changed, but I feel looking back, especially, and even in that moment, I felt the Lord so close despite my confusion, my fears and my worries and my anxiety and, and, and my terror of saying, Lord, you know, is, is this real? Like, Lord, I, I, I know that I surrender my life to you. Like I felt you, I know you're changing my heart. I know you're changing my, my thoughts and God, I feel you changing my life and I, I feel you working through me and you're leading me towards you and and I'm starting to discover you experience you in my day-to-day moments and you know this goes beyond just a local church this goes beyond something that somebody told me Lord I I know you're here I feel you within me and but Lord you know you know I'm I'm, I'm worried I'm scared God I don't want to walk away from what I know that that is real I know this is real Lord this is the most real thing that I've ever felt in my life I feel a joy now I feel a peace I feel I feel a, a security even though you know what you are calling me into is is a scary and unknown and and you know this this can cost me my life you can call me into dangerous places in order to be your hands be your feet be your mouth and and to share the good news that 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 ultimately like who you are you know people killed you that, that us as, as people, we are all broken. And, and I was just processing all this stuff. And I was like, Lord, you know, like I'm yours, but God, I'm terrified. I'm going to walk away from you. And I remember I got home and I sat down at this desk right here. And, and I, I've kept this desk. It's just so, it's so much memories that have happened at this desk um, through the years. And I remember going back home January 1st, 2012 and sitting down at my desk and I said, Lord, from this moment on, I am going to journal. Lord, I am not going to forget what you have done in my life, what you are doing in my life. And Lord, the, the days that I feel like that man, that, that old man that said, you know, enjoy while it lasts. Lord, I want to go back and read back what you have done, the truth. Lord, when I forget the truth, Lord, remind me who I am. Remind me of the truth. And that was the day that I started journaling. And that was the day that I decided I am going to I am going to write down and record every single thing the Lord is doing within my life. That led to color and chaos. That led to color and chaos. Seven days later, seven days later, maybe seven days or nine days. Let me think. It is nine days later. Nine days later was when I started the blog, which was originally titled "Escape to the Well," which that's what color and chaos is now after a name change. But, but that's what started this. That's what started journaling. And, and a lot when people look at me and they, they see, a lot of that could be traced back to that one moment. But today's episode, I want to I wanna go into that idea of, of that, the, you know, what do we do in the mountain, the mountain top moments of our life and the valley moments and all those space in between. Then maybe right now, you listening to this, maybe you, you would say, look, I identify more with that old man, the, the man who said, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. That you know, Jonah. If I'm being honest, I feel like I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm someone who used to follow Christ, but it's not really for me anymore. Maybe that's you, and you're you're listening or watching this, or maybe you're you're listening and watching this, and you're saying, "Look, like I just I can't 
I can't see a, I can't see a real a realness out of this. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't know how this relates with me. Or maybe you're listening, watching this, and you're just like me, and you're saying, look, I know that I've experienced you, Jesus, and I do not want to walk away from you. Lord, please, can you, can you help me? Can you, can you speak to me, no matter if I'm at the mountain right now or the valley or in this awkward space in between? No matter where you're at, I'm, I am so glad that you are here. Today's episode is for you. Today's episode, I, I, I want to just be real and honest with you and share with you um, just one period, one year, of uh, right after I gave my life to Christ and I said, all right, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm going into the ministry and all that, that, that the Lord has done within that year. And that, that has made me who I am now. And a lot of who I am, I can link back to this year. And so in saying that, thank you so much for being a part of this. Welcome to the color and chaos podcast. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. I feel so awkward doing that because it was just 13 minutes uh, of an intro. Um, But in saying that, I'm so glad you are here. Um, Today's episode, as I shared earlier, it will be just diving into continuing off of the last part. So if you haven't really been following this series, um, feel free to to listen and watch if you're watching this on YouTube. Feel free to be a part of this uh, episode. Maybe go back and uh, and, and maybe listen to the other episodes if you want to get more of a a context of of where I'm at right now within my story. and there's just so much there um, that that I that my prayer is that can relate and, and speak to you no matter where you're at right now in your life and your walk with Christ. And so in saying that, um, I open up with that that story from 2012. I want to read you um, something that I wrote down that day. So January 1st, 2012, I shared with you that story. I, I told you, you know, I went home and I got down on my desk and I wanted to share with you um, a, what I wrote down. And so... Um, the very first Bible I had, uh, this Bible right here, if you're watching it, you'll you'll see this. Um, this Bible right here is the very first Bible I ever owned. This Bible sat in my closet for like eight years and it just collected dust. Um, I got this back like in middle school, you know, it was like the cool thing to do. You know, your parents go get you a Bible and it's, you know, it's like the family Bible. And one day maybe you'll give it to your kids, but you never read it. You know, it was one of those deals. Uh, at least it was for me. And it just sat in my closet. And and when I started, you know, pursuing after the Lord, which I shared more of that um, in part two of this series. But when, when the Lord started, you know, uh, just pursuing after my heart and I started to have a desire to know more about him, I started to read it. And I started within this Bible right here. But that day when I got home and um, I was just begging the Lord, I said, Lord, I do not want to walk away from you. God, please help me. I don't ever want to walk away from you. I don't want to forget what is true and what is real. I, I sat down and I wrote this. I wanted to share this with you because this is this is a real and raw place that I was at. And no matter where you're at um, right now, I, I that I, I just I can't help but feel that there's somebody listening and watching this right now um, that you're 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 wanting just to go back to that moment where it was real to you that it, that it was it was it was raw and that nothing else mattered but but the Lord. So I wanted to read this to you and uh, and go off of this and share other things that the Lord did within that year 
um, that, that I feel led to share with you. And so I wrote down this just before I get into this, um, just remember this is, um, senior year of high school. So there's a lot of hormones, which within this writing. Um, so just, uh, give me, give me some grace, uh, but it is coming from a very raw place, but this is, this is what I wrote when I was just saying, God, I, I do not want to walk away from you. God, I want to, I want to write almost like a declaration of, you know, this is what I know is real. And this is what I want to pursue after. So this is what I wrote. Today, before a church congregation at Blue Ridge View Baptist Church, I made the decision to dedicate my life to the ministry of Jesus Christ, and I made the decision to remain pure, stay devoted, and help spread the truth of the Lord Jesus. I made the decision to stay pure, to not partake in any action or thought unholy to the Lord. I chose to abstain from drugs, alcohol, or any sexual immorality. I will guard my eyes, heart, ears, and watch my feet, hands, and words. I have chosen to remain pure and in constant prayer for my wife, even though I have not met her. I will remain dedicated to the Lord through the search for her and be patient till I find her. I will love her when I find her and I will cherish her as Christ loves me no matter what. While I wait and even after I meet her, I will not fall into the temptation of pornography. And I understand that if I do, I must stand before my wife and come clean. I must remain pure in every way. I also made the decision to stay devoted to the Lord. I made a promise and commitment to the Lord that I will have full and solid faith in his plan, even through the hardest times. I will stay in constant prayer, and I will constantly seek him. I will stay strong in the Lord's promises and read my Bible daily. I will praise and worship him with my mouth, mind, and actions. If I fall astray, I pray that the Lord convict my heart. I made the decision to spread the Lord's ministry. I accept that I am his and he will use me for his purpose. I will go out of my way and show and spread the love and word of God, and I will admit my shortcomings. I will seek him and grow spiritually. I will devote and maintain my future time, relationships, family, and money. Give it all to him. I will not argue or run. Psalms 139. This is this this psalm is is like my life. My life verse out of everything in the Bible, this is this is the most personal and intimate between me and the Lord. It's Psalms 139. I've shared it before. But anyway, if I say this, Psalms 139, I will hold close. I pray that the Lord uses me in amazing ways. I wanted to read that for one, just to bring you in uh, within my heart at that moment. But I also wanted to read that to say a lot of that that I vowed that I promised. Yeah, that that didn't really last long. You know, saying like, Lord, you know, I, I promise to stay pure. Uh, or, you know, Lord, I'll, you know, I'll read my Bible daily. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're starting to get the picture that, that a lot of that, that, you know, I was saying, Lord, this is the standard. But be real with you. That just because we follow Christ doesn't mean that every single day we'll get it right. There is mountaintops and there's valleys. And there's that time in between. And I want to share just specific things within that year that regardless of my shortcomings, um, regardless of me, you know, uh, having good days uh, and, and growing in the Lord and having days where I'm just like, Lord, I just don't feel you. I feel like I'm a mess. I feel like I'm a failure. That no matter where you're at in that moment, that the Lord is still constant and he is faithful. He is so constant. He is so faithful. No matter if, if, if you're on that mountaintop and the valley or in the space in between. One of the one of the uh, the things that come back when I think about senior year of high school around this time, 
be right before um, that, what I shared at the very beginning of uh, January 1st, 2012, but it goes throughout the whole year. Um, so from some from August 2011 all the way to um, June, then I graduated high school, June 2012. So that year of high school, when I think back to that year of high school, I, of course, think back, that was the year that I was following after Christ and everything was different, that, that my heart was different, my mind was different, and I saw people different, I treated people different. And one of the things um, during that time that helped shape me into who I am and and why I see people the way I see people was that time was one of the hardest times of my life. Not only was I dealing, and I shared with the, the I shared this with you before, I was dealing with the the the, the divorce within my family, and trying to walk and 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 heal within that. Um, I also though was still dealing with. I shared in episode two what led me to the Lord, which was my final my final breaking point was when the girl I was dating started dating one of the coaches at my high school. And that was something that I still had to walk through. That even though I said, Lord, take my life, you know, like I'm going to seek after you. Like that is still something that you I had to deal with. And I know you can relate with that. You know, maybe if you've surrendered your life to Christ, like, you know, you've you've seen pretty quickly that just because you surrender your life to Christ doesn't mean that you don't have to still walk and deal with those difficult situations. Um, but what what happens is the Lord gives you a perspective to be able to see him and focus on him. And, and instead for focusing on those problems and focusing on on those on those things that are that that are weighing you down and making your heart heavy, instead for focusing on that, now we can focus on Christ. And that's what's going to lead us through this. That's the perspective. That is the worldview that we see this problem and circumstance that no longer is this problem or circumstance what what I'm worshiping and giving worth and value to but now I'm focusing on you Lord you're going to lead me through this and I'm going to grow in you despite everything happening when when the world and or, or, or when the enemy is telling me no no no, no right now is, is the time that you you walk away from the Lord because he isn't fixing this situation you say no no, no, no. I'm not going to walk away from the Lord because I know right now he's the only thing that is helping me get through this and I want to grow with him because he is what is going to last forever. This circumstance is not. My pain, my hurt, my emotions is not. But you are going to last forever, Lord, and I'm going to seek after you. And so that was what I was going through senior year. So not only was I processing this new relationship with Christ, I was also processing the, the divorce and and this this awkward situation between the coach in my high school and this girl that I loved so dearly. And, um, and one of the things that was really weird within senior year was that for some reason, uh, the, the Lord must have a sense of humor because uh, I look at my schedule and I find that, you know, I, I had to have this teacher senior year to graduate. That, that's fine. I, I can deal with that. But I got put into class with her and him. I was like sitting right next to her in that class. It was like, it was hard. And that was so painful. So painful. If you can only imagine how painful that is. And, and so I'm, I remember so many times during senior year, just sitting there and just being so just numb and just like, oh. and I remember so many times just putting my head down and just like crying silently. Nobody, nobody knew I was crying. Like I was just like putting my head down like I was tired, but I was just like all in the back of my head. I was saying, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. And so when I think back senior year, literally every single day I went to school, every single time I was in the halls, like that was going through my mind. And when I look back at that moment, that, that through that pain and through that hardship, I see that the Lord was allowing me to see and, and, and experience what it feels like to be dependent on Him. To not be dependent on my own ability or my own strength, but, but I, literally, I literally was like in my head, 
like 24-7 at school saying, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you. Even at, out of school, going home and what was going on at, at, with the family saying, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you. And so the Lord started developing just even more of a, just a sweet, intimate relationship between me and him. That when I look back at those moments, some of the hardest moments in my life, all I think back at that moment where I was saying, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you. And I think back at that and think about like so many times, even now in my walk with Christ and my day-to-day walk, there's so many times whenever whenever it starts to get just like so heavy and my heart my mind and my emotions everything I even to this day I just repeat that back and back in my head and I'm just crying out to God and and no matter what you're going through that that's something that practically you can do as well just say like as simple as that Lord I need you I, I can't do this on my own so that's one thing I think about when I think back about this time of the, uh, you know those mountaintops and the valleys that even in the valleys Lord it, it, like the Lord changed it into a mountaintop because I look back and I just see this like sweet intimate time between me and my Creator and Savior and Sustainer that He was sustaining me through those moments. So that's one thing I think about. And another thing that's really interesting um, is that after you surrender your life to Christ, if you have surrendered your life to Christ, then then you you can more likely relate with this. If you haven't, then um, I want to invite you within this. Whenever you say, Lord, my life is yours, and you surrender control, and you you give him all of that, um, what, what starts to happen is that he starts to refine you. That, that, you know, what used to take priority in your thoughts, you know, he starts to change that. He, he, you start to focus more on a bigger picture of things and, 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 and everything. So he starts to refine you. But sometimes maybe you're dealing with uh, an addiction or maybe you're dealing with a struggle or a vice or a sin, whatever you're dealing with. Sometimes, sometimes I know some people that they've said, Lord, my life is yours. And like the Lord just removed that from them, from their life. And that is awesome. But the majority of people I talk to, and even in my own life, like that does not happen. And I read this quote recently. I've shared it so many times on this podcast. But the author of this quote was saying that sometimes the Lord allows our struggle so that we can we can start to see our dependence that is not on our own on our own strength, but that our dependence is on Him. And looking back in this time, especially senior year, I started to realize whenever you say, "Lord, I'm yours." He's going to start to show you areas within your life where you've been compromising and where you've been settling for less than what what he's designed and created you for and his plan and purpose for you. And one of the things that I struggled with um, and that that I, I dealt with ever since second grade was pornography. And, you know, even me saying that word maybe produces a lot of emotions or thoughts within within you. But to be to to give you kind of bring you into to my story, my wrestle with pornography, it goes all the way back to second grade. In second grade, I was exposed to pornography, and uh, it was on dial-up computer. I like like internet was just like we just got internet at the house, and I saw this James Bond movie, and I saw I saw a, a bad scene, and and it started producing these feelings and emotions within me, and now I have the internet, and so I just search, and I I just I was exposed to all of this. And so ever since second grade, I was exposed to that. And I, I would say before following Christ and saying, Lord, my life is yours, I never would say that like it was a problem. If anything, I, I knew everybody in my life like pretty much struggled with it. Like everybody at school, um, you know, like it was nothing, you know, like it was normal. It wasn't anything weird. Like it was just something that happens and something that that's there. But after I, I surrendered my life to Christ, he started showing me, no, no, that I didn't design you for that. That, that this is, this is a, this is, this is a corruption. This is, this is, this is messed up. This is not my, my design. Maybe you can relate with that. That saying, Lord, I don't want this anymore, but it's almost like it still remains. 
And so that was me, especially senior year, that I was just saying, God, like, I don't want this anymore, but God, help me. And there was just so many nights where I would just struggle with it and uh, and I'll mess up and I'll give in and I'll just be just feeling like a failure, just feeling like so defeated. And I've shared this memory before, um, not on podcasts, but I've shared it in sermons and other things. But I'll never forget it. Senior year, it was around uh, right after um, I, you know, dedicated my life to the ministry. So that was January first, two thousand twelve. And so I didn't really start wrestling with, or at least seeing a wrestle f- with pornography until after I gave my life to the ministry, which was really weird. It was like it was like the that like. I, I somehow like that struggle didn't really become alive until after I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to trust you. And that sometimes that's a lot of the ways that the enemy works, right? Um, that he doesn't start attacking you until you step out. And there'd be some nights I'll just stay up all night and just begging God, God, remove this and, and feeling like a failure and just wondering, God, how can you love me? Like, like Jesus, like how, you know, like I, I know you're real. I can feel you. I know you're working within my life, but like, I, like I do not deserve you. And, and just starting to just, con- to just process, you know, Lord, I know you died for my sins, but did you die for this? And I remember this one night specifically, I did not go to sleep at all night. I was just, I was just, just feeling so broken over my, my sin. And I remember, um, I was on the bunk bed. Um, I shared a room, with my little brother, and, um, I don't even know if he was in the room that day. Um, but, uh, he had the bottom bunk. I had the top bunk and, um, and my, my parents hated when I did this, but I'm, I'm the type of person I, I, I like to have like uh, the blinds open a little bit. Um, I like to see outside. Um, it just helps calm me a little bit. So I this night, I kind of opened up the blinds a little bit. And so my little brother was sleeping underneath. And so I didn't want to disturb him. But I just opened up the blinds a little bit. And, and I couldn't go to sleep anyway. I was feeling like junk. Um, but I was like, at least I can maybe look outside and just, you know, just think about something else. And so I remember all night just staying up. And I could not go to sleep for the life of me. And I was just sobbing and, and praying and begging God, like, you know, have mercy. Be with me. You know, speak to me. I need to know you're here. Love me. Hold me. And I remember uh, just looking outside. And I just felt like a failure. I was like, Lord, I've been wrestling and begging you all night just to fill you. And I didn't, I haven't felt nothing, God. And I remember as I, I, pretty much right when I said, all right, yeah, yeah, this is a waste. Yeah. And just losing that, that hope and, and, and stop, you know, praying to him saying, all right, you know, maybe I'm just going to struggle with this for the rest of my life. I remember just looking out the window and just seeing the sunrise. And I remember just looking and seeing the, the, one of the most, to this day, the most beautiful sunrise I've ever seen in my life and seeing outside the little creek that was in front of the house and, and, and the, and the greenery, um, and just seeing the sunrise and hearing the birds chirping. And I knew I had to wake up or I had to get out of bed in a little bit. Cause I had to drive my sister to school. We went to the same school and, um, and I had to get my day going. But I remember that moment I just started to cry and I just felt the Lord almost like he was giving me this hug saying, Jonah, I love you. That my love for you does not depend on, on what, the, what you do or what you don't do. But I, I love you so much. I, like, I, I love you. I am faithful. I'm going to work with you. We're, we're going to get through this together. That, that right now my spirit is inside of you. Maybe right now you feel like a failure. But he is working and renewing you day by day by day. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. And I remember that, the beginning of that night that I could not go to bed because I felt like a failure. I walked out of that, I walked out of that situation. And I, just, I was so in awe and so in love with Jesus. 
And that's that's a moment I'll never forget. That's something I think about every 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 moment that that you know I think at the end of the day, God, you know, did I really do my best today? Or you know, yeah, I messed up in this one area, or you know, I should have done this, but I didn't do that. And you know, like Lord, do you love me? Like it's not even really a question anymore because I look back on moments like that, billions of moments like that, and it's like, Lord, you are faithful and you love me. And that's something I think about. Another thing I, I wanted to share, and during this during this time and to this day, I, I listen to sermons. I listen to sermons a lot. I listen to sermons. I I, I listen to music that is um, that is centered around Christ. Um, even if it's a, a music by artists who don't even know Jesus or don't even claim to be followers of Christ, if, if it's if it's something that has a a message that is applicable to growing in my walk with Christ, maybe it's an artist that's being honest. Look, I am broken. Um, that is something that I can draw from and that grows a relationship with me in Christ because I look at that and there's something I can draw from it. There's something that I can draw and apply to our relationship. Those are things I surround myself in. I wanted to, I wanted my worldview to be centered around the scripture, but, but, but big picture, I wanted my worldview to be, Lord, I want to see things as you see it. So I just craved anything that I could do to, to help that. And so besides listening to music, I listen to sermons. And to this day, um, I, I have this habit but I, I sometimes I'll be listening to sermons or music or something. I'll fall asleep. I'll fall asleep to the music uh, or fall asleep to the sermons. I remember this one time. It was senior year. It was around the time, um, uh, 2012. Um, so going towards the end of, of senior year and everything. And, and you know, I, I had this uh, website. You know, I was, I was doing blogs, um, you know, weekly and everything, and serving within youth groups and, and, and many churches and, um, and just going alongside people in my school who, um, who were curious about Christ or wanting to grow in their walks with Christ. I, I was living life on mission, which each, each and every one of us can do that. Um, but anyway, so I remember this one night, I fell asleep to a sermon. And you might know this pastor, you might not. Um, this, uh, this pastor comes from North Carolina, and it's a church called Elevation Church. And the, um, I, I butcher his name all the time, but it's Stephen Furtick, I think is how you pronounce it. But this is, uh, now nowadays he's kind of a lot bigger and a lot more people know him and everything. But at this time, it's kind of like a local local church in, in the area. I'm from South Carolina. This was in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is on the border south and north. But anyway, um, I remember listening to one of his sermons that night, one, one of those nights. I remember falling asleep. And I remember, you know, sometimes when, when there's noises in the background, it becomes a part of your dream. Um, you start it, like it, it, it just becomes a part of your dream. Like maybe if a baby's crying, um, on the outside, like in your dream, somebody would be crying. Um, but then you wake up, you're like, Oh yeah, I dreamed about that. Cause it, it you know, I was thinking about that. So anyway, I had one of these moments where I was, I fell asleep to a sermon and all I remember was just hearing just like people screaming, like screaming. And it wasn't screaming cause they were scared. They were screaming cause they were happy. They were celebrating. They were, they were on fire. They were so happy. And I remember in my dream kind of hearing it. And then all of a sudden, like, I started to get frightened. And I, I wake up because I'm like, whoa, what, what, what's going on? But it's just like all these people clapping and yelling. And, like, they were just so happy and, um, and excited. I remember just, just having the headphones in my, in my ear. And I'm just laying there. And I'm just thinking, what in the world am I listening to? What am I listening to? And, and all of a sudden, it, it gets quiet. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe it was a clip or something. Maybe whatever I'm listening to, it was like a clip of something. I remember this just almost awkward silence. Then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Stephen gets on and he says, all that noise that you just heard was because they won a car. 
They want a car and they are freaking out. They're excited. They don't care if they look like fools or sound like fools. They are excited. And I remember him saying, how much more should we just be excited and just jumping for joy the fact that we are forgiven, that we are loved and we are pursued and that we have a creator that, that pursues after us and that he loves you so much that he is renewing you day by day and he's faithful and he just goes on and on and on and on and, and just expounding about the all that we should have on Christ. I remember that moment, just like, wow, Lord, like, that's so right. And that's a moment that I think about, you know, during that year. Like, these are so many, I just shared with you different examples. But these are just moments that, like, the Lord just was so real and just just kept drawing and growing me. And so so that's really what this episode's about. And I, and I wanted to end with this. This is kind of a weird way to end um, today's episode. But if you've been following this, uh, for one, it is an honor that you you want to be a part and, and and you care enough to be a part of of my story. Um, and but I wanted to end with this that um, one of the things um, I shared with you journaling, um, which uh, which started 2012, which this whole backpack right here, like it is very heavy. This whole backpack ever since January 1st, 2012, I have journaled every single day for the most part. Um, but I strive to journal every single day. Um, but this is my very first journal. If you're watching this, um, this is my very first journal. Uh, just kind of sharing with you. I'm kind of geeking out. And the very first uh, entry was January 1st. So I shared with you the uh, the excerpt that I wrote in, in the front of my Bible. Um, after that, that memory that I shared at the very beginning of this episode. But the name of it was Honesty Through Fear. Honesty Through Fear. Another thing that I started to do around this time that I actually always did, even before following Christ, I would write music. I'm a huge music nerd, and I love poetry. I love writing. Um, and so I, I would write music. And there's this one song that I wanted to share with you that I wrote during this time. And this was in February of 2012. Um, and uh, I, I shared with you a little bit about, you know, uh, especially during that time, my struggle with pornography. It was something I was wrestling with, but there's a song that I wrote. Um, is after I got home from school one day. Um, I didn't have uh, I didn't have the end of the uh, school day senior year um, because I already I already took a lot of classes earlier in the year, so I got out of school early. So I remember going home. Nobody was home, and I remember just sitting at my desk. I was reading the Bible, and I just I was feeling broken just over my sin and just saying, God, like I like like please just continue to do a work within me. And I remember just just um, sitting there, and I wrote this song, and I actually wanted to sing this for you. I wanted to sing this, um, not just to sing a song, but I wanted to I wanted just to share this and to say, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter where you're at, maybe you don't have a walk with Christ, maybe you do, maybe you're struggling with surrendering, or maybe you've you've surrendered, but you're you're still wrestling with things, and you're trying to say, okay, God, where are you within all this chaos and all this heaviness that I'm going through? Um, God, I I want to see you like a child sees you, and like you know what I've shared with you, you know, just that passion, that all. Um, but a lot of times that in my life, especially the Lord has produced a passion and an awe and a dependence on him through those hard times. And so this song is very special to me. And I wanted to end with this and, uh, and to pray for you and that, that no matter what you're going through, that we could be honest, we, we could be real and bring our hearts to him. So I wanted to sing this for you. And the name of the song is called struggling. So it goes like this. 
There's something that I must confess I do not deserve to be your holiness I've been living a lie Something that I have been hiding deep inside Oh, I've been living a double life This life is not about me it's getting so hard to see your beauty I thirst for more than these things Tell me you're faithful when I'm faithless and unclean Can you kill what's inside of me? My Lord, please give me wings so I can fly Please, I don't want to be like the other guys It's not your expectation If it's every man's battle Right now I'm struggling Lord, why did you make me? What is it that you saw when you created me? Is it true you won't forsake me? Cause right now I feel like I am lost at sea. My rebellion's drowning me. Oh, my Lord, please give me wings so I can fly please i don't want to be like the other guys that's not your expectation if it's every man's struggle right now i'm struggling my lord please give me wings so i can fly please i don't want to be like the other guys that's not your expectation if it's everyone's struggle right now i'm struggling right now i'm struggling though i let go Oh Lord, you never do Though I run so slow from my sin My heart you always pursue And though I feel alone You are strong and mighty to save Though my sin tries so hard to defy me On the cross you take all the shame and when I lose my way, oh, the struggle reminds me, the struggle reminds me that I am saved by grace and grace by grace and grace by faith alone. I lose my way. Oh, the struggle reminds me, the struggle reminds me that I am saved by grace and grace by faith and grace by faith alone. Oh, Lord, please give us wings so we can fly. Please, we don't want to be like the other guys. 
Help us see your expectations If it's everyone's struggle Right now we're struggling My Lord, please give us wings So we can fly Please, we don't want to be like the other Guys, that's not your expectation If it's everyone's struggle Right now I'm struggling we don't have to be struggling. It's crazy singing that because I feel right back to that moment. I remember where I was at. I was right there at my desk. And I was looking out my window. It's just the beautiful outdoors. And stuff like this is so powerful because it transcends time. That the Lord is the same Lord that I'm crying out to then. He's the same Lord I'm crying to now. And that no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I wanted to uh, I wanted to close in this. This comes from Romans 8, 26. I'm going to read from 26 down to 28. But Paul says this when he's writing to Romans. He says this, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he searches hearts, knowing what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good of those who are called according to his purpose. And that's Romans eight twenty six, down to verse 28. I also wanted to share this. Hebrews 12 verse 1 all the way down to 2 therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses that have gone before us let us also lay aside every weight and every sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I wanted to close and say this, no matter if you're at the mountaintops, or the valleys, or in between, that we have a creator that when we focus and say, Lord, I want to look at you, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I've been through, and I'm saying right now, Lord, I'm, I'm coming to you in my honesty, and Lord, I don't want to forget what's real. And when we go to him in our brokenness, he responds with everything. And all that we have to do is just say, look, Lord, I know that you have, you have conquered what I'm wrestling with. You have conquered what I have wrestled with. And Lord, you are with me today. And nothing can change the fact that you are with me. And I wanted to close in that. And I want to pray for you. And thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. And I pray that this has met you in a real and a relevant way, no matter where you're at from, the, from, from all the awkward times in life that you are loved and that you have such a far greater plan and purpose for your life that goes so, so far beyond the times that you mess up or the times that you have it all together. Let's pray real quick. Lord God, just thank you for who you are. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. Whether I'm singing a song that you put on my heart many, many years ago, or that when I'm thinking back of moments in, in, in my brokenness and my sin and my shame, just seeing a sunrise and, and knowing that you love us. Or God, whether you're, 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 you're with me as you were that day 
where where that man just looked me in the eyes and said, enjoy it while, while it lasts. Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are so faithful. You are so constant. Lord, I beg you, I pray that no matter what the person that is listening to this or, or watching this is going through, Lord, will you please meet them as you've met me many, 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 many times as you meet me today. Lord, this life is not about us. Lord, we are broken. We need you, Jesus. We need you so bad. Lord, you perfect us. You renew us day by day by day. Lord, that you give us, when we surrender you, you give us a spirit that cries out and that 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 is is, is faithful to, to just, just growing us and helping us not be who we were. Lord, you died for the brokenness, the brokenness that so often we get held down by. We need you so much, Lord. Thank you that in you we have victory. In you we have hope and purpose, no matter the, the chaos that's in our life. Lord, please be with us on the mountaintops and the valleys and all the spaces in between. We need you so much, Jesus. Thank you for who you are and what you're doing. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, If you could, if you can um, write a review, uh, a comment, share your story. Uh, Maybe maybe something that was talked about today produced something within you. Um, I want to be a part of that. Um, If you want to. I'll put a link down below here that you can email me directly um, if you want to email a story or something the Lord's doing within you. Or you can even um, write a comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can write a comment and we can have a discussion that other people, as they watch this, they can maybe see a little bit of your story as well. But just thank you so much for being a part of this. Next episode, I'm going to share um, when, when I went off to college. There's so much stuff uh, going off to college and and. As stepping out in that that I wanted to share with you and um, from that I'll, I'll go into uh, episode after that um, what led me up here to Michigan or you know what 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 why did I go from South Carolina to Michigan and so I'm really excited to share that with you and and, and I'm so honored that you're a part of this heavy hearts rest easy no matter what you're going through you are loved and you and that you have such a far greater plan and purpose than anything this world can offer God bless you hope you have a great day see you